If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. And no, I am not on an anti-giant rant today. That was yesterday. I'm on to a new rant today. I think I'm on to the, you must be out of your mind if you think Tom Brady is going to, like, the Bears or the Colts. Did you see? I don't know if anybody saw that. It was like, uh, where they were like, some guesses include the Chargers, Colts, Bears. Why would he do that? Tom Brady's going to play in one of two places. One of two places. One, New England, where he's loved and he could probably win for governor. And he is a hero. And his jersey sell, and kids want to be him, and women want to marry him, and guys wish they were them, him. That's one option. Or two, L.A. Because Tom is from California. Well, he's not going to San Francisco because Jimmy Garoppolo's there, and Jimmy's not going to sit behind Tom again. I guess he could go to the Rams, but the Rams have invested in Jared Goff, so that's not going to happen. And maybe the Chargers, but... Do you really push Philip Rivers to the side and say, we're kind of done with you. I know you've had a pretty much of a Hall of Fame career, but we're just going to get rid of you now since you're at the tail end of your career and we're going to bring Tom in because Tom really wants to be here. You really vision that happening? So saying that he's going to go to the Colts, Bears, that that makes no sense to me. Why would you leave an offensive line who will kill for you, one of the top defenses in the league. 
your boy and Julian Edelman, a good running game, the greatest coach to ever play, and a good chance that Rob Gronkowski comes back for one more chance to win a Super Bowl. Come on, guys. I know, I, I know that people's jobs are, are to feed speculation, but can it at least be good speculation? I've never been one of those people to do that. I just analyze what I hear, and I discuss it with you guys. But I don't make stuff up. Oh, Brady's going to go to the Colts. Really? You really think Brady's going to go to the Colts? Or did somebody in Indianapolis just figure to float that and sell a few more papers? I have it from a source that Brady's interested in the Colts. Let's sell a few papers today. That doesn't happen. Come on. That's irresponsible reporting. I hate that. Really is. I hate that kind of reporting. Brady has more to prove. He's coming back. He said it in Instagram. He's going to play. He wants to play till he's 45. I don't know why people are saying it's done. I think this guy signs a two-year contract. Two-year contract. And the reason the Patriots lost was not Tom Brady. It was the fact that Antonio Brown is a little crazy. A little cuckoo. Because had Brown been there with Julian Edelman, I think this would have ended differently. Mohamed Sanu is a lot of things, but he's not Antonio Brown. He's not even an Antonio Brown wannabe. Mohamed Sanu to Antonio Brown is like your Kia going to your Rolls Royce. Sorry, I like you, Mohamed, but you're really a Kia. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a luxury mobile. You never were. You're a good piece. You're a solid car. You're not a Rolls Royce. Antonio Brown would have made a difference. And the, the other thing was, you know what? They should have been way more aggressive trying to trade for Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph going to, the, to New England, which was discussed prior to the season, would have been one of the greatest things ever. Minnesota had Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph, you know, was more of an afterthought all year. Rudolph goes to New England. He plays with Tom. Boom, boom. That would have been nice. That would have made a whole lot of sense to me. But you know what? Maybe it still happens. It's possible. Get rid of his contract. Right? Gets rid of, gets rid of his contract. It's, you know, then Irv Smith starts. Irv Smith should be starting as of next year. Maybe it's not too late for that to happen. But New England will be clever. Bill Belichick always acquires picks in the draft. He always acquires picks in the draft. That's what he does. And he figures out a way to maneuver around and get smarter and get better. Don't you worry about the Patriots. Now, I also told you one other thing of why Brady's not leaving. When you get to play the Jets twice a year and you get to play the Dolphins twice a year, you're pretty much giving yourself four victories. It usually takes about 10 to get in the playoffs. You're almost halfway there. You're almost halfway there. So, I mean, where's, where's Brady going? Oh, speculation reports. Come on. Hate that stuff. All right. Greg Roman called Mark Ingram day-to-day. I get day-to-day. I am day-to-day. I don't think Mark Ingram plays. I don't. I don't think Mark Ingram plays. I think when you hear, when you have tightness in your calf, you got to panic about that. And I will break down the games today. I will start breaking down the games. We'll do some analysis there. But I think Mark Ingram is out. 
I do. I think they still win this game without him. They have Gus Edwards. They have Justice Hill. They've got Lamar. They've got their, you know, their tight ends. I don't know whether – obviously, you need Mark Ingram, but you need him way more next week than you do this week. You can get by. You can get by without Mark Ingram this week, which is, I think, what's going to happen. All right, some uh, other news here. Let's see. Uh, ESPN's Mike Triplett said it will take a special situation to pry Teddy Bridgewater away from the Saints this offseason. Well, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, sometimes guys are better off as backups than they are as starters. Teddy's in the right spot. He's got Sean Payton there. He's got Kamara. He's got Michael Thomas. Drew Brees gets injured. He's good. You think he's as good if he goes to another team? Think he's as good if he goes to Carolina? Sometimes you got to know your role. Also, Kellen Moore is thinking of staying in Dallas to work with under Mike McCarthy. Never a bad idea to work under a Super Bowl winning coach. All right, we're going to take a timeout. I'm going to start breaking down the games with the AFC when I return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Wait, something's trending here. I'm always on the trending stuff. Ooh, did you hear this? Babona, Sean, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced Wednesday that they will be stepping back as senior royals. Why would you do that, Babona? Probably because the family doesn't want them there. Really? What's not to like about them? I like them as a couple. There's a lot of controversy. There's always been a lot of controversy with Harry. And and uh, marrying Meghan was, I don't want to say it was a bad thing to do, but they, they just don't like her. I thought they liked her. Not really. They Does it have like, anything to do with the, she's American or she's half black or anything like no, that? No, it has nothing to do with that. It, it, it's more of, uh, of who she is. Um, I know that I know there's a whole bunch of problems that they have with her specifically and her family. And I know there's a lot of riff. There's a lot of riffs between her with along with Harry and William. There's a lot of problems with Harry and William right now. Yeah, I know. But they, I, don't you think that they'll always get through it, those two boys? They've been through so much their whole lives that they'll figure it out. Yeah, but I think in a in a sense, also like Harry has nothing to lose because he'll still get the he'll still get the royalty money without right. actually being royalty because he'll never be king. The the one that will right. will There's be no, king. Z- zero, zero chance, right? Everybody have to die in a plane crash for that to happen. Yeah, so right. in a sense, he'd end up being like King Ralph. <laughs> Wasn't that that movie with John Goodman? Yes. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Uh, as a guy, I'm just throwing it out there, and maybe this will, con- will create a little controversy here. Ooh. You could have Kate or Meghan Markle. Who do you choose? Ooh, that's actually a really tough one because I think I, I, I like both of them, both and they're both, very right? yeah. di- they're, both, they're, they're both beautiful women. Yeah. Um, I actually would pick – I'd pick Kate. Yeah, I think I'm Kate. all about Kate. I'm I like the I Kate. like the I like I like her elegance. Like Meghan Markle yeah. is beautiful, but right. just, Kate's more my style. Yeah, no, yeah, she's a no-brainer. Actually, I'd pick Pippa. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah I like that too. That's a good, good call there. Yeah, that's a very good. Call. I'll take Pippa. If William, if William ever dumps Kate, I'm I'm in line. I'm I'm like second in line, I think, to that throne. Yeah, I but think my, my wife won't care if I try if I try and go yeah. for someone who's royalty. <laughs> Right, if you go for a bucket list, right? If you have yeah, people, exactly. Remember that that yeah, you, if you choose one that's royalty, that's that's yeah. that's allowed, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I'll, 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 she said, "Well, well, we, we figured it out. We figured out how to work that out." <laughs> is she allowed any royalty, or is she allowed anybody famous, or no? Um, what did we talk about? Who does she like? She actually likes Jeff Goldblum. How about that? Really? Yeah, that's a that's a random one. Was no, she not really. Stay a lot when she was a kid. Um, she, well, she loved she loves Jurassic Park, and we both love the movie Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, okay. Oh, and I'm also right. obsessed with his show on Disney Plus. He's, he's a very underrated actor, dude. I know he really is. He's very underrated. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I I like Jeff Goldblum. I like that scene in Independence Day when he and Will Smith are just like smoking cigars before they go on. That's the best. They go in. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the best. That's the best scene right. in the movie. It is. So, all right, that was our royal uh, moment here at the uh, Full Time Fantasy Show. Thank you, Chris Bavona. You're welcome. On that, discussing it. All right, let's get back to real sports and things that are uh, important to us here. Okay, Minnesota Vikings, San Francisco 49ers, forty-four and a half. That seems 
about right. I don't, the seven points seems high though. But the question is, when I analyze this game, Minnesota had to bring it all to beat the Saints. They were on the road, played a tough team, team that nobody thought they could beat. Nobody, myself certainly included on that, right? And they go down to the bayou and they win that game. Now you think they're going to fly out west and win this game? I think this is a close game. I do. But I think that the 49ers are the better team. The seven is where I'm not so sure how I feel about that. I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little queasy. 44 and a half feels right, but I think this feels like a 24-20 game. But I do think the 49ers win this game. Hard to get up two weeks in a row. And let's just say the Vikings won this week. Let's just say that they play so well this week. Right, So far above their heads that their noses bleed for a week to 10 days, as Bill Murray would say. Can they win another game on the road? Can they go into Green Bay or Seattle and win that one? I don't know. I mean, it seems like too much to ask for. It does. It seems like too much to ask for. Titans and Ravens, this one's at 47. I think this could be a high-scoring game, but I see this as 27-20. This is a nine-point spread. Nine, it seems, these are big numbers here. It's a big number for a, a divisional round game. But I think once again, the Titans go in to New England, play the best game ever, play as, as good a football game as they can. They beat Tom Brady in Foxborough. Derrick Henry runs the ball a thousand times, almost. And now they've got to go and play Baltimore on the road against Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And by the way, I need to check something because I know we discussed this before. Please hold. Because this, I think, I told you about this injury yesterday. And I want you guys to, to know about this. Because it's, if you're going to make a bet, you've got to know about this. Jayon Brown you know, missed Tuesday's practice. That shoulder injury looked bad. If Jayon Brown doesn't play, game's over. We don't even need to see this game happen. I will lay the points gladly if Jayon Brown is out. He is their best linebacker. Harold Landry sometimes can put pressure on the quarterback. Doesn't really tackle very well. Rashawn Evans, good tackler, but doesn't play in pass coverage very well. Jayon Brown does both. Wesley Woodyard, not a bad player, but he, I think he's like 34 years old. He's not the guy you want to rely on. He's a good player. But Jayon Brown is a great player. But he is the glue. He is the glue to that defense. If he is out, if he's out, I want you to go in on the Ravens. All right? And when the Ravens win by 13, we'll say, that was Jayon Brown. And be like, Dr. Roto, good call on that one. Because Jayon Brown is probably the only guy, in my opinion, in that linebacking core who can deal with the RPO. He's fast enough to, to be in coverage, but he's also good enough to kind of, I don't want to say spy, that's the wrong word, but he can tackle Lamar Jackson. Most people can't touch Lamar Jackson. Most people can't get near Lamar Jackson. Jayon Brown can. He can, get, he can get there. 
It's one of the few guys in the league that who can get there. So I'm going to cautiously say I'll take the Ravens in that one as of this minute. All right? As of this minute, I'm going to take the Ravens. Texans and Chiefs, 51. That's a big number. Woo, that's a big number. Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on that one. Don't you really feel like you want to see Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl? Don't you feel like we, we deserve that one? I, I mean, I don't care which guy. I'm cool with Lamar. I'm cool with Mahomes. I want to see one of those two guys in the, as the quarterback of the Super Bowl. I don't know if I need them to win. I haven't decided that yet, but I want to see them. I want to see one of those two guys. Do. I want to see one of those two guys get there. And the Chiefs will win this game at home. I don't think the Texans are the right matchup for them. I don't think they can handle this game. I think this is a Chiefs victory. Question I have is, do I want to lay the 10 points or not? Not so sure about that. Seattle, Green Bay, this is a 47. Green Bay is a three and a half point favorite. I told you I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking the three and a half points. I think Seattle is the better team. I have not been impressed by Green Bay all year. I think they've been, I don't want to say lucky, that's the wrong word, but they have not been dominant in any way, shape, or form. And I think this game is going to come down to Marshawn Lynch, and I told you I'm going to be on that prop bet. Right? That's, that's what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing if Marshawn Lynch can run that football, Russell Wilson can do the rest. And then you might say, how about Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, or Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, the Super Bowl? You'd pay to see that bad boy, wouldn't you? I know I would. That'd be kind of cool. All right, going to take a little break. Back with more when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Want to be the next... Daily Fantasy Legend, go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That's DailyRoto.com. Promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Bavona, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this? This is big news here. Uh Why don't you listen to this one? Okay. All right. Ready? After many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make a transition this year and starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. What kind of? Who wants to be financially independent? I want to. Apparently, they take do. All the money. No, see, I, I think you got to read it a little bit better. It's more that they probably came up with some deal of like, all right, either you have to leave. Pretty much, I think the family's saying you have to leave. I think I think that's the. I think that's it. I think the family's you, telling Harry and Meghan to get out. Well, Markle could always go back, to giving Markle's acting background and Prince Harry's upcoming Apple TV series on mental health and partnership with Oprah. So Look then, at that. Prince Harry's partnering with Oprah, dude. That's big. I mean, that's please, Oprah's got more money than the royal family. <laughs> she is the royal family of Chicago. Exactly. So basically, they don't need the money from the government. They could just do this. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a smart thing to do. What, leave the royal family? Would you leave the royal Bavonas? Well, it dep- I mean, it depends on what's going on in my royal family. It seems like there's a lot of turmoil within the royal family. <laughs> so maybe you want to leave. I, I guess so, but I, I don't know. Did I ever t- I, don't, I don't think I know I would haven't told you the story. So when I was younger, maybe God knows how much younger, 30 years ago, my parents were in England. And they told me the story where they were at a uh, clothing store. And they were downstairs. And all of a sudden, they hear a lot of commotion. Right, because it's like a two-story store, and they're on the bottom floor, and they just hear a lot of commotion. Well, then they go out there, they rummage around, and who comes downstairs? Princess Diana. Wow. They were in the same store as Diana. Wow. Now, here's the interesting thing. So they see Diana, and they're like, oh, my God, she's amazing. It's like that. Diana buys some shirts for Prince Charles, but doesn't pay for them. She just walks out. 
because she's not allowed to write her name in public. So... so they just gave her the stuff, and I guess they build the. You know, they probably build the. Uh, I was about to say they had to have some up. sort of like tab for you know the yeah, royal family. Yeah, there's a tab, right? There's a tab, right? But she, but she didn't because nobody wants to copy the royal name and, and spread it around. But I mean, you're basically giving up the royal tab to go to Canada. These guys, they're going to go to Toronto. Did you read that? They're going to yes. go to Canada. Yes, I read that they're going to Canada. I still think it's. I think it's mostly because they got kicked out. There has uh, there has been a lot of issues with Prince Harry. And the royal family, and it even goes, it dates further back. I mean, it can date further back to when he was a kid. He was just always a wild child. He was always kind of the black sheep. I mean, right, like he was dressed as a Nazi stormtrooper. Remember yes, that one I at do the remember. Party? I do yeah. remember that. I mean, that was a good life decision, kid. Yeah. I, I, you know, in a sense, he is kind of the redheaded stepchild with actually, you know, obviously being a redhead too. <laughs> Didn't FNTSY go to Canada? How'd that work out? <laughs> just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> people, don't, people come back to America. Well, he'd just, have to go back to the UK. Right, which he should. Don't give up the money. That's what I say. Don't give up the money. I, I still don't give up the title. I, you know something? I think at some point we'll find out. It, it's not that he gave it up. I think they're just not giving it to him anymore. I think they said, you're, you're done. You're yeah. done. We'll give you Can some you money get to get you on your feet. Like right. And then go to Canada, do your thing there, and you know the UK, you know the Canadian Parliament will te- will will help you out, I guess. Well, that's true because Canada was, you know, has a good relationship with the United Kingdom. Exactly. And she actually, do you know where they filmed Suits in Toronto? Did you know that? Yes, yes, I did right? know. So she's done a lot of stuff in Toronto. That. Yeah. Well, because it's cheaper there. Oh yeah. 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 I've never been to. Have you been to Toronto? I've never been. I've been to Toronto. That's the only place in Canada I've ever been to. Oh, you have to take the wife to Vancouver. I've it's always awesome. wanted to go. That's, oh, you know, by awesome. the way, they have you got to remember Harry and, and Meghan did their um, honeymoon in Canada, in Vancouver. Did they? Yes, they did. I thought they went to some African country or something like that. No, that was probably for some charity thing. <laughs> oh, they're very charitable people. I got to give them that much. They would are. you be that charitable if you were a prince? Yes, I would. That's important. I, think I would. That's, very, that's critical. Yeah, no, you got to do that. So they, she's going to go back to acting. Maybe they, how about a production company? Can't you see them running a production company? He, he that yes, yes, I absolutely. Especially if you do move to Canada, that'd be a great spot for them to, uh, to to open up a production company. Right. He and and Oprah become partners in a Canadian production company. Yeah, I mean, you got to fill the vacuum. Uh, you know, now that Harvey Weinstein's gone for good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you comparing Prince Harry to Harvey Weinstein? No, I'm not comparing him to. I'm just saying someone's got to. Someone's got to. You know, pick up the slack. Well, it's true. No, he could do that. I could see that. Very interesting. I just saw the words financially independent. I'm like, seriously. He is a smart is guy, Harry. Up? He's not. A, he's not an idiot. He's a. I mean, he's a little bit of a wild child. He's kind of crazy, but he's not an idiot. Might be like, well, that's true. I, I, I'm sure they. Ha- I'm sure they thought about this. They have a plan, right? They can't just do this willy nilly. No, you don't give up royalty will- willy nilly, right? Nope, you can't. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, apparently, you can. <laughs> that's true. I just don't know whether I would ever do that. I don't know that. I couldn't. I couldn't. Now, but here, it, let me ask you this question: yeah. Do you think the media? Do you think that the UK media will blitzkrieg Meghan Markle as ruining Harry? Oh yes. Oh, they already have, right? They ha- They hate they the the UK media. First off, th- you think that our tabloids are bad? UK oh, yeah, tabloids worst. are oh, the, yeah, worst. Yeah. the worst, and they have hated Meghan Markle since day one. Since day one, 
And now they're taking him away from his country and his brother. Oh, my. This could be bad. This could be ugly for her. It's going to be really bad for her. But at the same time, it also could be great for her. And it could be great for uh, her movie career. Well, I mean, you go to Canada. Everybody's nice in Canada, right? Yeah. Nobody said bad words to them there. They're just nice people there. They are. I, I mean, they are. But she's, she's never going to get away from the media, especially the UK media. They'll follow her wherever she goes. That's true. They, they could be hating her now. That's, I didn't think about that. Oh, they, they've big, always he hated must really her. Love her. He must really love her, dude. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he's, he's all in. He does. I watched that wedding. You could tell. Like, there's, there was a real special connection between the two of them. Did you go to that wedding? Did I go to that wedding? No, I watched it from my hotel room in Atlantic oh, okay. City. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I your, wish your I went to that wedding. Very, your wife is very important person. I mean, maybe she got a ticket. I, it's, it's possible. She's a, she's in the uh, the theater group. She did not. No, she got her golden ticket on on, on a musical, not a golden ticket for the wedding. <laughs> I, I definitely would have gone to that wedding. I don't like going to weddings, but oh, I would have gone to that one. Yeah, I would have easily I gone go to, to that wedding. You know, you know when you go to weddings and you always have like the envelope that you want to get rid of quickly. You would never have to have that envelope at their wedding. No, you don't. There's nothing there. <laughs> you don't need to you give them anything. Give they exactly. have everything. <laughs> exactly. So you know what I'm talking about? When you go to a wedding, you have an envelope. Yep. It's like sitting there like a hot potato. You just want to get rid of it because yep. you know the second you give it, you can leave that wedding. Oh no 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 no! Oh no no no! I would I would hold on to that and just be like, uh, there's nothing in here, but I'm gonna have like. <laughs> Bunch of champagne. So, exactly. Because you know they'd have the good stuff. All right. Thank you for that moment there. I was just very concerned about not <laughs> no living problem. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're concerned for the royal family. I, I'm very concerned. I'm concerned for everybody. I am. I'm that way. I'm a doctor. Okay. All right. So, back to football. I'm looking here. So I asked this next question when we try to decide the, these games and when you're deciding who to bet on these games. When you are betting on the NCAA tournament, I want you guys to think of the point guards. When you're betting here in the NFL playoffs, you think about the quarterbacks, right? Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's kind of even. Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, you know what? Plus to Lamar Jackson. Texans, Chiefs is even, right? Seahawks, Packers, even. Interestingly enough, all these teams, not all these teams, but most of these teams have top-end quarterbacks, right? So that's why, if, I, if you ask me which teams are not going to make it to the next level, the Vikings and the Titans, it's not that their quarterbacks aren't good. They're just not good enough. They're not Russell Wilson. They're not Aaron Rodgers. They're not Deshaun Watson. They're not Patrick Mahomes. By the way, that play by Deshaun Watson at the end of that game against the Bills, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. One of the most athletic plays I've ever seen. Guy should have been hit, ends up throwing a ball, unreal. Didn't, didn't, if you watched that play, didn't you think that he was going down? Of course you did. Everybody did. But only one person didn't think he was going down. That was Deshaun Watson. That's a play that, could we argue, 98% of play, people wouldn't make? Maybe even more. You think, I mean, I think Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson could have made that play. Maybe Russell Wilson. Ryan Tannehill couldn't. He'd go down. Kirk Cousins for sure would go down. Jimmy Garoppolo would go down. That's what separates him. That's what separates good from great. Good is good. Great is great. 
All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, I am starting to talk about one of my favorite DFS sports, DFS golf. The Sony Open is this week. I'm excited. I really am. I've got one of my favorite people coming on named Jeff Burgesson from Fantasy Golf Insider. We will break it down. You want to listen to this segment because if you do, you might be my rich friend. Okay? You might be my rich friend because nobody breaks it down like Jeff. We will talk about the players, how to balance your roster, what it's like to sweat on a DFS golf, why it's a great play, all these things. He'll be with us weekly each season, as he always is. All right, going to take a little time out now. When we come back, Jeff Bergeson, FantasyGolfInsider.com. I'm Dr. Roto with Full-Time Fantasy, and I'll be back with you right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto here, and it's time for one of my favorite times of the year, DFS golf time. And of course, I'm talking DFS golf. I'm talking to my friend Jeff Burgesson from FantasyGolfInsider.com. What's up? Hey, Doc, how are you doing? I am so happy golf is back. We're, we're in Hawaii now, so we get uh, nighttime golf, which is always fun to watch. It's an exciting time for golf. I don't. I think I may have told you this. The very first time I ever played golf, my dad was in business in Hawaii, and my first place time playing was the 14th hole at the Hawaiian Open. Yep, I do remember you telling me that. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that the course was uh, t- not, uh, narrow or wide or anything like that. I just remember it being beautiful, and I'm sure it's going to be great weather, maybe a little windy. But uh, let's get to DFS golf. If people have never played before, why should they play DFS golf? Oh, I think it's it's right up there with football as far as what a, a great DFS sport is. Um, but you get four days, basically, of sweat. You get four days of action because it starts on Thursday, ends Sunday. But you get to prepare and build your lineups, do research at the start of the week, just like with football, and then actually watch it over the weekend. Uh, it, it's really great. And now with a cut, uh, on Friday, that's always like an added bonus sweat because you got to get all your guys through the cut, first of all, on Friday before you even worry about the end results on Sunday. So you get a lot of action into it. So I've noticed that the public has gotten a lot smarter, Jeff. When I first started playing DFS golf, I felt like I was on the cutting edge. And now, I don't know, man, I feel like there's a lot of guys who know a ton about this sport. It's crazy the the evolution of it over the last five years. I mean, we were the the first golf only website, and now you know they're popping up. There's podcasts and everything, and people are tracking every little bit. I think just from experience, uh, game theory point of view, we still have a built in edge over most people. But it's it's no different than like with football. I mean, that continues to get even more competitive year after year, building cash lineups to try and compete with other, you know, high volume players. It is it's not easy, that's for sure. You know, I wanted to ask you something and I'm going to digress just a little bit from golf talk. Uh, I I'm sure you read about the bachelor uh, fiasco, right, with DraftKings. Yep. Oh, yeah. What would stop, and I'm not saying you do or you don't, I assume you don't because you're one of the most ethical people I know, but what would stop like you and Zach from getting together and putting in 300 golf lineups and stuff like that? How do we, how do we regulate this? I, I, honestly, I don't think you can, and I think it probably happens more than people think it happens, which is kind of scary for DFS in general because, I mean, the, the whole reason this came about and this was spotted is because they they were really stupid about it which is which is crazy you know they 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 put the names out there so it's a recognizable person as their username uh, a picture of her a high profile person and then they tie them together and once you can pull the data together and look at it and and analyze it oh it was so blatant how they did it but i think it actually happens unfortunately more than than we think it happens um, and, and nothing's really preventing it. I mean, you'd have to find individuals, pull their data, and combine it to see that th- there was no overlap on those two uh, 150 lineup um, ro- roster builds, which, you know, if you're doing it, and, I'm not, and I certainly wouldn't do it, and you wouldn't do it, and most people out there wouldn't do it, but if you did do it, wouldn't you duplicate a few lineups? 
Right. You'd be a little smarter you know than they saying. were. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, but, but it does worry me, though, because, you know, like you, you me, Zach, we all could get together, maybe the fourth guy, and let's put 600 lineups together. Wouldn't we have sure. a better chance of winning? A- absolutely. Yeah, bringing your family. They don't even need to know anything. Like in this case, she didn't know anything about football. I mean, they looked at her Twitter page. She says she doesn't even like football. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know how they're going to track it unless they have some – I honestly don't know, Doc. I don't know how they can how they can track them down. All right, call me later, and the three of us will do a lineups together. We'll get four hundred. <laughs> don't don't right, tell anybody. Right. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, right. that's another good thing about golf, though, Doc. Is it is very difficult to do that now in a short football game slate. It makes those three hundred lineups that much more valuable. But like in a full field golf event, I'm not even sure three hundred lineups is going to give you that big of an edge over anybody else. Right, not with 144 players and all the permutations, but you're absolutely right. right. I think you yep. could do play, you could they could do what they did in playoffs, but you could not do that during the regular season. Right, I, I agree. Yep. Yeah. All right. So when we're putting, let's get back to DFS golf. When we're putting our lineups together, do we want stars and scrubs? Do I want to put Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson up top and then go with some cheap guys at the bottom, or do I want to go with guys in the middle? What do I want to do? I think I think you can do anything you want this week with the guys up top and the guys down below offered in the 6K range and low 7K range. You can easily stack a couple of studs if you like this week. Thomas is a, a, on a different level than anybody else in this field. Um, but as we've seen in, in DFS golf and, and just golf, it's highly variant, right? Um, anything can happen, especially in a cut event. So Justin Thomas, I project to, to be owned by between 25 and 30% of the field in GPP. So if you wanted to be more contrarian and fade Justin Thomas, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, just knowing that he, there's very few spots that he can finish this week that would absolutely kill your rosters. If you fade him, you know, if he wins, obviously you can burn him. Uh, top three, is not ideal, but anything outside the top five, you're going to be okay. And if he does poorly, you're going to put yourself ahead of a third of the field. All right. Talking specifically about this tournament, it seems like guys who played the last week do better this week. Is that something that we stick to like glue? Or do we say, you know what, Sun JM, I kind of like him for the course. He didn't play last week, but I'm willing to forgive that. I think it's one of those things where you get, I'm giving a little added boost to that. 15 of the last winners here or 15 of the last 21 winners here have played at Kapalua the week before year after year, we see guys play a little bit better. I don't know if they're just more acclimated to the time zone change or the weather or the wind, whatever it is. I think there is something to that, but it's not going to say I'm going to discount somebody who didn't play last week completely. I'm just going to give them a little added boost um, in my weightings. Now, I'm a course history kind of guy. I like people, you know, I play golf, and I know you do too, and certain courses I play better than others. I like it. It's a good course. I, I see it better. But when a guy has never played a course before, and here, Alexander Norin, Joaquin Neiman, Colin Morikawa, these are three guys I like this week, but should I be worried that they've never really played this course before? Uh, no, I don't think so. As long as their game fits kind of the, the style of the course. Now, a Wiley is a very specific course in that it has very narrow, uh, narrow fairways, right? So 
Last week, Kapalua had mile-long or mile-wide fairways, so Bombers really had an edge. This week, that edge does not exist. So the more accurate players are going to be equal to the field of the Bombers. Normally, I place a heavier weighting on the Bombers because they just have a built-in edge. Not so this week. Um, And a guy like Colin Morikawa is an accuracy guy. He's extremely accurate off the tee. So even though he hasn't played here, I still like him this week. Yeah, I do too. He's a, he's one of my guys. All right, let me ask you this. What about a guy? Oh, I have a new con, a new thing. I don't want to chase last week's points. I do that in football a lot, Jeff, where I go, you yeah. know what? This guy did great last week. I don't think it's going to be this week. Who would be the guys this week that I'm chasing last week's points? Uh, that you're chasing because they played well, or right? Or right, because they played ownership, or uh, either way. Like I'm ch- like if I go into them, I'm being suckered in. And I want to avoid them because it's I'm chasing points here. Well, Justin Thomas, I, I think clearly because the ownership's going to follow his great performance last week, and he's had success on this course before. So I think uh, that would be a pretty good example. Um, um, maybe Patrick Reed. Um, this week might be an example of that. Now he's played well in Hawaii before, um, but you know, this is a different course. He's much higher priced this week. It's a much more narrow course for him as opposed to Kapalua. So I, maybe Patrick Reed as well. Yeah. I was thinking Reed would might be that guy. Let me ask you about Matt Kuchar. He won here last year. Do you like going back to back to guys who won the year before? Yeah, and surprisingly, like when we started doing this five years ago, that was like the common thing. Everyone would gravitate toward the guy who won the year before. And since that point, you know, recently it's been like opposite of that. Like people see they won last year and they and for some reason I've seen the ownership drop on that person the year after, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So if the ownership is reasonable, I, I like it. And Kuchar's game fits this course really well, which is why he's played so well here, you know, in the past. All right. The weather could be a little rainy, could be certainly windy in Hawaii. You know, when I think wind and rain, I think Australians. Do I want Mm -hmm. to look at a Cameron Smith? Are there any other guys, Mark Leishman? Are there any guys like that that play well in bad weather? Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I was just typing my weekly email out that we send out Wednesday night to members, kind of with a weather update. Uh, and it is going to be breezy. And I'll look at Australian guys, uh, some guys from Europe and the European tour who generally play better in wind. Uh, those guys who have had success on coastal courses. Um, so, yeah, like like you said, Australian guys, Cam Smith, that's a, a pretty decent option. We've seen guys like uh, Graham McDowell play well in wind. Uh, we also see guys who are um, mentally strong play well in wind, too, like a Kucher or a Patrick Reed over the years have both played really well in wind. Uh, Brant Snedeker, uh, we've seen him play really well in wind. Uh, Torrey Pines, when he won there, that was about as windy a conditions as you can have, and he really thrived in those conditions. So kind of work off your experience what we've seen in the past because there really isn't any significant hard data that measures exact wind speeds when you know during individual guys rounds all right you mentioned that there are a lot of cheap guys that you like this week give me a few names under seven thousand that we should have interest in oh sure um i like let's see in that 6k range um i like tyler duncan quite a bit and he actually played last week um he's at 6800 i like nate lashley he's at 6800 he played last week 
Um, I like, uh, let's see here, who else? Uh, Zach Blair, who is new back on the tour. He was on the tour years ago. He fell off but requalified through the Corn Ferry. He's had a couple good performances here in the past. Um, I think those guys are great options. Uh, Adam Long at 6,800. Um, Doc Redman is another guy who is a great accuracy guy as well. Um, so I like I, will, I like his name. I will have him too. Yeah, I, like his name, yeah. <laughs> I do too. All right. What about uh, Zhang? Do you like Zhang at all? I do. I have, uh, and, and that's the thing about a guy like that is you don't need a ton of exposure to him. You know, have him on a couple of your teams because no one's going to own him. But he's new to the tour. But he's he played pretty well in the fall, so I do have some exposure to him. All right. Let's go up top. We got about a minute and a half to go. Give me the give me the name of the guy who's going to win this tournament. You know, I kind of like um, guys in that 50 to 1 range this week, or 40 to 50 to 1. And um, we're doing a handicapping article this year, which combines all of our picks this week. So I'll give you a couple of mine here. Um, I have Kevin Kisner, who you can get at about 40 to 45 to 1. Um, I have Alex Noren at 45 to 1. You could get a guy like Kyle Stanley at 100 to 1 this week and i like um picking a long shot this week last week i didn't so much but this week i kind of do with the highly variant wind conditions um and just a, a different style course i think you can get some decent value in that you know 50 40 50 range and do you think that prop betting are there do you, do you like betting on straight up on guys as much as you like playing in dfs do you think that's profitable um, I do, um, but you have to do it right. Like, you, you bet a guy and they get down to Sunday, and you have to be able to hedge your bet if they're in contention, right? So I did that quite a bit last year. Where you have a guy at 50-1, to 1 and they're down to two or three guys in contention, you can put money on the other guys and hedge your bet and make some money. All right, Jeff Ferguson, good luck this week. It was great talking to you as usual. Sounds good, Doc. Talk to you soon. Right, take care. All right, back with more right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. San Fran is not battle-tested in the same regard as Minnesota. Even though the money's come back on the 49ers, I can't get that out of my head. I understand San Fran had a brilliant regular season, as good as anybody in the NFL. But <laughs> that's all rearview mirror. The playoffs are a different animal. Weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on the Sports Grid Network. All right, we are back. I am Dr. Roto, so let me tell you about DFS Golf, okay? I also highly recommend, highly recommend Al White and Mark Ferris. They do a really good job at full-time fantasy DFS, okay? They are two of the great players. I read their stuff. I do. I read their stuff. I read Jeff Burgesson, FantasyGolfInsider.com. That's right. I, like, I, I respect these guys a lot. There are a lot of great players in the industry. Don't get me wrong. What do I like about DFS golf? It's a four-day sweat. You put your team in. You two, the first two days, you want to see your guys make the cut. And then it's those last two days. That's when you become my rich friend. But I love those first couple of days with the cut. It's exciting. And then if you can get all six guys in, you never know how it's going it, to... One birdie can change you from the... Uh, I remember, this was a true story. I was last year, I was at the uh, spring training game with my father-in-law and my son, and I was like in 3,000th place, and I left the game at sixth place. I just had a hot day. Guys got hot. And then all of a sudden, there's no better sport. You're watching every birdie and bogey like you've never watched a golf match in your life. It becomes riveting. So I highly encourage it. If you haven't tried it, try it out. Come see what it's all about. And I think you'll like it. I think in this case, Hawaii is harder because they don't even tee off until like 3 p.m. our time, right? So it's watching it late. You're watching it nighttime our time. But, you know, when they play in the West Coast, it's, they usually tee off at noon. When they get to the East Coast, they're teeing off at like 7 a.m. So getting your team in at certain times is important. But it is my outside of football. Football is my number one. Golf may be my second favorite DFS sport. I like baseball, but I even like golf more. All right, but time now to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. Keep it here for Wager Talk. We'll be talking with them from 3 to 4. Sean and Chris, I appreciate you guys today. Thanks for being there. And, of course, uh, we will discuss the games in depth tomorrow 
I know we discussed a little bit about the, the spreads and where to go, but tomorrow we'll talk to players. All right. This is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.